Hello, my name is Van Sneed, and welcome to episode 8 of the PS Plus, a Living Faith Bible Institute podcast that serves as a companion to another called The Postscript. Now on that podcast, Pastor Brandon Briscoe speaks with other pastors and professors from the Living Faith Bible Institute on a myriad of topics. Here on this podcast, the PS Plus will take a look at some of those topics that are being discussed and we'll continue that conversation. Now, right now we're in the middle of a series on dispensationalism. So if you're jumping in on this episode, you're literally doing it wrong. You need to go back, listen to some of the other episodes first, and then come back to this one. We'll be waiting here for you. So let's do this thing. So in the previous episode, we took a look at the book of Acts. And one of the main things that we wanted to remember and take away is that the book of Acts is a book of transitions. And mainly what we saw is that this book illustrated how we got from a focus on the Jews to a focus on the Gentiles. If you remember from our look last time, the book started with a focus on Peter. Peter, the apostle, is preaching to Jews that have crucified their Messiah and now are looking for a way to be right with God, whereas by the end of the book, we're focused on Paul, who is the apostle to the Gentiles. So in this episode, we're going to be focused on the church age, the age of grace. But there are a couple of things that we need to establish first. And one of the first things that we need to talk about is that this church age was a mystery in times past. Now, if you take a look at the book of Ephesians chapter 3, it lays this out. Paul, in writing, is trying to convey what it is that happened with the unveiling of this mystery, the unveiling of the church age. In verses 1 and 2 of chapter 3, he tells that he is a minister of the dispensation of the age of grace. And in verses 3 and 4, he lets it be known that this was a mystery before, but it was given to him by revelation. In Ephesians chapter 3, verses 5 and 6, it says this, Speaking of this mystery of the church age, which in other ages was not made known unto the sons of men, as it is now revealed unto his holy apostles and prophets by the Spirit, that the Gentiles should be fellow heirs and of the same body and partakers of his promise in Christ by the gospel. Now, another thing that we need to understand about the church age is that it was always a part of God's plan. In Ephesians chapter 3, verse 9, it continues, And to make all men see what is the fellowship of the mystery, which from the beginning of the world hath been hid in God, who created all things by Jesus Christ. Now, this mystery that was revealed to Paul that was always a part of God's plan was actually hidden, again, by the fact that it was a mystery, to the writers of the Old Testament. Consider for a moment Isaiah chapter 9, verses 6 and 7. So this is a very famous passage talking about the coming of the Messiah, but take a look at how it is phrased. For unto us a child is born, unto us a son is given. And the government shall be upon his shoulder, and his name shall be called Wonderful, Counselor, the Mighty God, the Everlasting Father, the Prince of Peace. Of the increase of his government and peace there shall be no end, upon the throne of David and upon his kingdom to order it and to establish it with judgment and justice from henceforth, even forever. The zeal of the Lord of hosts will perform this. So we, as members of the church and the church age have this incredible 
viewpoint that the Old Testament writers didn't have. When we look at verse 6, we see very clearly, For unto us a child is born, unto us a son is given, his first coming, and the government shall be upon his shoulders, and his name shall be called Wonderful Counselor, the Mighty God, the Everlasting Father, the Prince of Peace, second coming. So the colon here that we see kind of acts as a separator of over 2,000 years, and it's in this colon that we find the church age, the period of time in between Christ's first coming and his second coming. So this mystery, this church age that wasn't revealed to the Old Testament writers that's been made clear to Paul by revelation that God is going to bring in the Gentiles, of course, leads to the question, what happens to the Jews? It's important to note that in the church age, as far as God's dealing with the nation of Israel, he's temporarily set them aside. And we see this in Romans chapter 9 through 11. In Romans eleven twenty five, it says this, For I would not, brethren, that you should be ignorant of this mystery, lest ye should be wise in your own conceits, that blindness in part is happened to Israel until the fullness of the Gentiles become in. So even though the nation of Israel has been set aside, it isn't permanent. It's temporary. And Paul also makes this clear. Again, in Romans chapter 11, verses 1 and 2, it says this, I say then, hath God cast away his people? God forbid. For I also am an Israelite of the seed of Abraham of the tribe of Benjamin. God hath not cast away his people, which he foreknew. So we see here, Paul is abundantly clear. He wants you, me, everybody to know that although the nation of Israel has been temporarily set aside to allow this age of grace to come in, that he's not done with Israel, not not by a long shot. And this is one of the key reasons why a distinctive of dispensationalism is a separation between the church and Israel. God is one who is always going to keep his promises, and he made a promise to the nation of Israel, and he is going to keep that promise. So as Paul states, God's not done with Israel. Now, in the meantime, while we're looking at this age of grace, let's talk about a couple of things that we need to know. And this is going to be kind of in the same pattern that we've seen with all of the other dispensations. But before we get into that, one of the things that we need to know is if if we were in a mall and we need to know where we're at, we would go and look at a map. Did I? OK, pause for the cause. If you don't know what a mall is, I don't blame you because I'm getting older and was running around in the 90s. But but a mall used to be a place where you'd go where all these stores and food courts and, you know, Google it. It'll it'll it'll, it'll be way better if you Google it. But if you were to go into a mall and you need to know what store to get to, there were these maps that you could find periodically. And on that map, it always said, you are here with like a little X or a circle or some other graphic. And so you knew where you were in relationship to all the other stores that are around you. It's important to note that as it relates to the dispensations, you and I, believers in Jesus Christ, have that X on the map firmly in the dispensation of grace. We are here here. Now, what that means is that we are going to view the map. We're going to view the Bible in light of our perspective of where we are at. What we're not going to do is take a look at other dispensations and draw our X on that side of the map. We are in the grace mall section, I guess, to kind of continue on with this analogy. So this is going to be very, very important. 
Now, as it relates to the location scripturally of the age of grace, we find this in Acts 2, of course, the day of Pentecost, all the way up to the second coming of Christ. And if you haven't guessed by now, the chief steward of this dispensation is Paul as one of the revealers of the age of grace, but also the church itself. In Ephesians 3, 2, it says, If ye have heard of the dispensation of the grace of God, which is given me to you word. So again, we have this identification of the chief steward. Now, the task of the steward, again, in every single dispensation, there is a steward. There is a task that the steward is given. The, 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 the task in this dispensation is simply to believe on Jesus Christ, to preach the gospel, and to walk with God. In 1 Corinthians chapter 4, verses 1 and 2, it says, Let a man so account of us as of the ministers of Christ and stewards of the mysteries of God. Moreover, it is required in stewards that a man be found faithful. So let's stop here for a second. You, believer in Jesus Christ, are a steward of the mysteries of Christ. You are responsible for taking the knowledge that you have, the knowledge of Jesus Christ as the Son of God, and preaching it, proclaiming it with everything you have across the entire globe. This is why our Bible Institute is focused on equipping you with the knowledge that you need in order to be a faithful minister. Because again, listen to the verse. Moreover, it is required in stewards that a man be found faithful. We must endeavor to faithfully preach the word of God that's been delivered unto us. Now, of course, we know that the pattern that we see in dispensationalism is that the steward that is given the task eventually fails in their stewardship. And this is the same for the church. What we find is that the church falls into apostasy. That is, the church falls away from the historic teachings that have been handed down from Christ through the apostle, from faithful man to faithful man to faithful man. And we see a very clear picture of this, actually, as we take a look at the book of Revelation. Chapters 2 and 3 of this book are Jesus Christ writing to seven historic, actual, real-life churches, but also picture for us seven distinct ages of church history. And in the last age of church history, where we currently find ourselves, this is what Christ says. Revelation 3.16 so then because thou art lukewarm and neither cold nor hot, I will spew thee out of my mouth. Now, there's so much to unpack here as it regards to this failure and what we see here, Jesus Christ saying in Revelation 3.16. But to get more information, man, we got a class for that coming up in LFBI, Daniel and Revelation. It's an eschatology course or a study of end times. You can register right now. It's going to be taught by Pastor Greg Axe. I'm signed up myself for it. I'm super excited about it. So if you're looking for more information regarding what the hey-ho is going to happen <laughs> as everything wraps up in all of, you know, space, time, eternity, then you should probably, should probably sign up for that class. So, of course, after the failure of the church, there is a judgment. The church is removed from the earth, and this is an event called the rapture. Again, Daniel Eschatology is going to talk about that, I'm sure, at length. 
But in the church being removed from the rapture, they are taken to what's known as the judgment seat of Christ. And a verse to check this out is 2 Corinthians chapter 5, verse 10. For we must all appear before the judgment seat of Christ that everyone may receive the things done in his body according to that he hath done, whether it be good or bad. Now, if we were to continue to read this, we know that this event is called the terror of the Lord. So this is not something to play around with. This is a sober reminder that the church as a whole is going to fail in their dispensation like every other trusted steward has failed in their dispensation. And we are going to be held accountable for what we've done. Now, that could be a bummer, right? That ultimately what we're looking to do as a whole fails. But again, it kind of highlights our need for Christ and our need to understand that Christ, his spirit, his word must empower our ministries, must empower the work that we are doing, because without that, we can't do anything. So hopefully what this does for you is helps you to understand even more just how needful it is that we lean into God and beg him for power in our ministries and in our lives as we endeavor to do the work that he's entrusted us with. So as always, I want to thank you for joining me on this episode. If you have questions, feel free to visit lfbi.org where enrollment is now open. So you can sign up for Systematic and Dispensational Theology. You can sign up for the Daniel and Revelation class to get lots more information that we just don't have time to cover on this podcast. But I hope it's been a blessing. Have a great day, week, month, year, and we'll see you next time. God bless.